joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. Enlighten your understanding of the law of consequences in this week's inspiring sermon by the Archbishop. With the story of Esther as the center, you'll be equipped and empowered to align every area of your life to reap the blessings and promises of God. Develop your prayer life and walk with God with the Archbishop's new books, Understanding the Prophetic Ministry. Get your copy today at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of empowerment for you. Be inspired as you listen. The law of consequence. And it simply means outcomes of one choices and decisions uh, in life. And uh, most times we read the scriptures and if we look at Galatians 6, 7, and 9, we always say you reap what you sow. But truly speaking, you reap more than what you sow. Because when you plant a seed, a corn of seed in the ground, you reap more than what you sow. You always end up having more than you sow. And that is for the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's about how you live your life. The choices we make today will determine what becomes of us tomorrow. And so we must take heed, understanding the law of consequence, that there is nothing we do that does not have consequence, whether it's good or bad. With this kind of understanding, we'll have better, a better society and the people in a society who always are careful how they deal with others, how they handle others, what you say about others, how you treat others. With this understanding, we'll have a better society. We'll have a society of people who are law-abiding, compliance-driven, who don't go out of their way to character assassinate, who don't just speak and insult people and say whatever they want to say in order to be in the good books of others or to be wanted or to trend on social media because they know Whatever you say about others, it will come back to bite you. It will come back at you. It's just a matter of time. Today, I want to call your attention, ladies and gentlemen, to some few scriptures. Because I've heard people say, well, we live in the dispensation of grace, and, and, and by grace, I can get away. Hear me? Grace doesn't cover you when you are lying and when you are stealing and when you are character assassinating and destroying others. Grace does not cover you. Grace is not a provision for us to do wrong, but grace is a provision given to us to do right and to do better by God and by others. Somebody put your hands together and say yes. Come with me to Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. It's important for you to understand that what you feed the most grows the most. Tell somebody, what you feed the most grows the most. So if you spend time feeding your fears, feeding your doubts, your fear... Your doubts will become strong and powerful. If you spend your life just eating, 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 and feeding your flesh, your flesh will become strong. If you spend time feeding your faith, stabbing your fears and your doubts, and feeding your spirit, your spirit man will have 
preeminence and dominance over your flesh and over your spirit, over your flesh and over your emotions and over your intelligence and over your reasoning. Therefore, take time, invest into your spiritual life. Don't spend time and energy feeding this flesh. The flesh is already condemned. The flesh is already condemned. The flesh is already judged. Judgment was passed over this flesh long time ago in the Garden of Eden. He said, from dust camest thou, unto dust shalt thou return. That is the judgment over the flesh. Jesus said, the flesh profited nothing, but it is the spirit that quickens. And the Bible says that a man's spirit shall sustain or preserve him in the times of infirmity, weakness, sickness. It is your spirit that will preserve you, not your flesh. So don't spend all your time, your life, your days feeding the flesh because the flesh is already judged. It is the spirit that quickens. Put your hands together and see, I hear you. I said to them at Legon yesterday, I said, if you go and have an affair with a woman and you come and confess and ask God for forgiveness, he will forgive you. But then the woman after a few weeks or months will come and say, I miss my period, I'm pregnant. God or the grace of God will not abort that pregnancy. The pregnancy is there. And that is the consequence of your action. That is the outcome of whatever pleasure you think you were having or you have. So you must understand this thing where people take grace for granted and say that, oh, we are in the dispensation of grace so I can get away with whatever. You don't get away with anything. Realize that Paul was the one that brought about the revelation of grace. And the same Paul said some things that you and I must look at critically and appreciate and understand the fact that even though we are in the dispensation of grace, it doesn't mean that we are exempted. You can just get away, live anyhow, treat people anyhow, be arrogant, show signs of ingratitude, stubborn, defiance, disobedience, rebellion against God. Just do whatever you want to do. Uh, break the covenants of God, mistreat people, mishandle people, and you just get away because we live in the dispensation of grace. It is not true. That is a lie. It's a deception. And when he said, be not deceived, it means make no mistakes. Tell somebody, make no mistakes. Make no mistakes. Yeah, don't be deceived. Don't be fooled. Amen. Come with me to Romans 5.21. That our sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto life, unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So you got to understand that through righteousness, through righteousness, grace, grace, you can only reign in this life through the act of righteousness. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yeah, through the act of righteousness, Grace is made available for you and I. And I told you that grace is to do right by God, by others, by yourself, not to do wrong. So don't go around telling people that we're under grace and I can just do whatever I want to do. It's not true. Come with me to Romans 1, Romans 6, 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we? that are dead to sin, live any longer therein. So Paul is calling our attention again. He said, shall we continue doing wrong? 
because we live in the dispensation of grace. No, that is doing something willfully and intentionally. Look at Hebrews 10, 26 and 27. Hebrews 10, 26 and 27. For if we sin willfully, mm -hmm. after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fire indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. So please stop saying that we live in the dispensation of grace, so I can do whatever I want to do and get away. I hear people saying that me, I have a special covenant with God. Now, Listen, none of us, including myself, had, has a better covenant with God like David had. David was a man after God's own heart, number one. Two, David was a prophet. Three, David was a priest. Four, David was a king. And God had a special covenant with David to the extent that one day God said, if my covenant with the day and the night can be broken, then let my covenant with David, my servant, be broken. And yet, when David killed Uriah and took Belsheba, God said, David, you did it in secret. And because you did not kill Saul, when you had opportunity to kill Saul and you spared him, you sowed the seed and therefore you will not reap what you sow. If David had killed or murdered Saul, when he had the opportunity to take the life of Saul, even though Saul pursued him for 24 assassination attempt to take the life of David, when he had the opportunity to take the life of Saul, he said, no, I can't do it. I can't take the life of someone. I cannot touch the Lord's anointed. So he left him alone. Because he didn't kill Saul and take the life of Saul, when he killed Uriah, one of his mighty men, and took Belsheba, the wife of Uriah, his mighty men did not touch him. They did not kill him because they learned by example, you don't touch the anointed of the Lord. So God said, because you did not kill Saul, you will not be killed. But, but you slept with Uriah in secret. And he said, Uriah's wife in secret. But he said, in your case, in your case, your neighbor will sleep with all your wives in the open. And his son fulfilled that scripture. Even though he was a man after God's own heart, and a prophet, and a priest, and a king. I'm telling you this so we don't walk in life taking things from granted and thinking that you can get away with everything. There are times when God will show you mercy. He gives you a long rope, but you have to understand that you can't continue doing the right, wrong thing and saying, I'm covered by grace, I'm covered by grace, I'm covered by grace. It doesn't work that way. If people, if people understand the law of consequence or outcome, they'll be careful how they treat people. They'll be very careful. You know, the other day, uh, I had a gift and I gave some gift to some people <clears throat> around me. And some of them came to say thank you. And there was this particular individual, he didn't say anything. He was by me, he passed me my several times, he never said anything. Then I said in my head, a <clears throat> I just concluded, I said, okay, don't, don't say anything. Have a sense of entitlement. Think that you deserve it. And I said the other day to women that uh, I know you are Vashti. You are the queen. And so you can treat anybody anyhow. But remember that Esther is waiting in the shadows. Esther is waiting in the shadows to take your place. So go ahead, misbehave. 
think that you have a, a sense of entitlement and you can get away with anything and show an attitude of ingratitude, disrespect. Have no value and respect and think you can get away with it. But remember, remember that there's another queen in the making. There's another queen behind the scenes. When Saul thought that he was everything, he didn't know that God had prepared a David at the backside of the desert. And God said to Nathan, he said, tell David, my servant, that you were a shepherd following the sheep at the backside of the desert. And he said, I took you from the sheepfold and I gave you your master's throne. Hear me, none of us deserve anything we have and we are. What have you? that you did not receive it. Why then do you act as if you did not receive it? For it is not him that is intelligent or skillful, but it is God that showeth mercy. Until you come to the place of acknowledgement that who you are, where you are, has nothing to do with who your father and your mother is and your background. It has everything to do with the message of God. Paul said, Paul said, I work abundantly than them all. I studied at the feet of Gamaliel. He said, I am a Hebrew of Hebrew from the land of Benjamin. But he said, I accomplished so much, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. He said, I am a product of grace. I am what I am by the grace of God. Give, body, give somebody a high five and say, you know something? Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. There are people who are so arrogant in this life. Eh? They think they know everything. They think they have arrived. You are a disaster in waiting. It's just a matter of time. Come with me. Come with me to 2 Corinthians 5.10. 2 Corinthians 5.10. This is the same Paul who talked about grace. Listen. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, mm -hmm. that everyone may receive the things done in his body. The things done in his body. According to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Do you see? Whether what we did was good or bad, we'll give an account for it. So nobody goes cost free. And it, my, it is my moral and spiritual responsibility to remind you of these things. So as long as you live, as long as you live, understand, remember these principles that we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And everyone shall give an account of what we did in our bodies. So go on smoking. Go on drinking. Go on messing up with your body. But you give an account of it. What you did because this body does not belong to you and I. It's God's. He redeemed us with his own blood. The Bible said, let the redeemer of the Lord, whom he had redeemed from the hand of the enemy, say so. Say yes. So if we will give an account for the things we did in our body, good or bad, on that day when we stand before that judgment seat of Christ is not to cast us to hell but to give an account to be held responsible for the things we did in our body you need to have this understanding as long as you live so you take heed what you do with your body and the things you allow in your body say I hear you I can't hear you say I hear you one more time say I hear you read it again 2nd Corinthians 5 10 for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. 
is very clear. 1 Corinthians 3.13 Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire tr shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So even though there is grace, the Bible says every man's work will be tried and tested by fire. This is very scary. Grace doesn't exempt your works. Your works will be tested by fire. And that is what determines our reward. And that's why you just can't leave just working, making money, 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 everything about being successful. I ask people when they say, Papa, pray for me for a breakthrough. And I ask them, what do you want a breakthrough for? What do you want money for? Because money without direction and purpose is disaster waiting to happen. And that is what has happened to so many Christians and believers. They have no sense of direction of why God is blessing them. But the purpose for blessing, the essence of blessing is to be a blessing. God said to Abraham in Genesis 12, he said, I will bless you so you will be a blessing. Blessing is never for your own benefit. It's for the benefit of others. And until, that, until you have that understanding, you will just be using the grace of God in vain. You'll be exploiting and using the grace of God, taking the grace of God for granted. But none of us is gifted, is blessed in this life for our own sake or for our immediate family. It is always, it is always for the services of God and for the benefit of others. And until you have that understanding, you are, you are an amateur. You are a child. You are a kid. You haven't matured. You haven't come of age. You haven't grown. So you still bear grudges. You're still angry. You still carry bitterness. You are still offended. But when you come of age, like Joseph, you will understand when Joseph saw his brethren and he said, don't, don't worry about what you did to me. I've come of age. I'm 30 years. I understand that what you did, God used it for my good. Even though you meant it for evil, God meant it for my good. I declare today that anyone that has programmed evil for you, it will tend for your good in the name of Jesus. Come on, put your hands together and say yes. Come with me to Revelation 14, 13. And Revelation. I heard, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. You see, that where their works there is the outcome of what they did, good or bad. That is consequence of what you did when you were alive. Most times we use this scripture in funerals. And so their works shall follow them. What is their works? What they did and what they didn't do. What they did right, what they did wrong, shall accompany them. It shall follow them. So realize that every one of us, one day, will stand before God. And we will account for the time, the skill, the resources, the favor, the opportunity, the influence, the access, and the skill that was given to every one of us. We will account before God. Whether we use it for good or we use it for evil, we will account. He said, and their works or what they did, good or bad, shall follow them. Turn to somebody and ask them, what is following you? 
and ask someone else, what shall follow you on that day? What shall follow you? You see, people just leave anyway, anyhow. And then when people die, we give all kinds of testimony about them. And we forget these things. These are realities. Nobody is exempted. Nobody is exempted. God expects us, even though we are not saved by works, but after that we are saved by grace and faith. He expects us to work for him. Jesus said the other day, he said, I must work the works of him that called me while it is day. For the night cometh when no man can work. When I came back from Legon today, I was changing. And one of my sons was standing, was looking at me, and he could tell that I was tired. I'm tired. And I said, son, nothing gives me pleasure than what I'm doing. This is why I was born. I was born for this. And my greatest pleasure in life is to use all that I have and I am for the benefit of the good of others. That is what life is all about. When I met that lady and she said, Papa, you don't remember me. 30 years ago, I was 19 when you came to Legon. And you led us seven days drive fast to go all around the campus and to pray for this school. And he said, out of it came a revival. I'm a product of that service. And after 30 years, you've come back again, teaching us process. Thank you. She said, I'm now a woman of God. She showed me she's written two books. She's married to a pastor. And he said, Papa, thank you. Thank you. You don't know what that does to me. I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream that in my lifetime, I will see the children of Africa, the children of Ghana, not queuing for visas at any foreign embassy for greener pastors or for Smith. But I have a dream that every African child and every Ghanaian boy and girl will live in this country and succeed and make Smith and take off your family and you don't have to travel and queue for a visa for greener pastors because God will give us leaders who love country so much that will make choices, decisions, sacrifices that will create an environment for generations yet unborn. Why do we go to the West? Because their fathers and their grandmothers cared enough for country and cared for generations yet unborn and created an atmosphere conducive for the success of their children and for the success and creativity and productivity for generations yet unborn. May we, in our lifetime, see a generation rising up all across Africa that don't have to travel to go for greener pastures anywhere in the West. But we can live in our own country and we can do well without being jealous, without being envious, without being destroying one another, that we can truly care and celebrate one another and not destroying one another. I look forward to that day in my lifetime. I have a dream. I don't know about you. Put your hands together and give him praise. Stand on your feet. I want us to pray. Early this morning, the Lord inspired me to pray some prophetic prayers. 
And something that really dawned on me was what God said in the book of Job about Satan. He said, though you provoke me and you move me to destroy Job without a cause, without a reason. And I started meditating, Bishop, that if the devil can provoke God, can move almighty God to destroy an innocent man, can you imagine how many people that the enemy provokes and moves them to destroy innocent people? There are so many innocent people in their grave, some in prison, some disadvantaged, because the enemy, the adversary, provoked, moved people with power and influence to destroy innocent people. I've seen it happen in my own life. I've been there where people move, very powerful people in, in authority to come at me without a cause and a reason. Today, I want us to pray some prophetic prayers that anyone, anywhere, in the name of Jesus, that has been moved and provoked to devise our head and demise, whoever they are, let them be intercepted and vanquished. Somebody say intercepted and vanquished. You know, the Bible said the other day that David, Satan stood against all of Israel and provoked David. First Chronicles 21 and verse 1. First Chronicles 21 and verse 1. That Satan stood against Israel and provoked David to number the people. And David the king, he had so much power and authority and he misused it. He mishandled it. And 70,000 people died in a day. But the only way the enemy could get to the destruction of those 70,000 people in a day was to provoke David, was to provoke the king. Today we intercept demonic provocations. We vanquish anyone and any weapon and any programming in the womb of time between now and the end of this year to cause anyone to devise our head and demise. We'll intercept that conspiracy. We intercept that provocation and we vanquish the plan of the enemy. Put your hands together. Pray that prayer. Anyone provoke, anyone move to devise our head and our demise. We intercept that plan. We intercept that agenda. We vanquish it in the name of Jesus. I can't hear you. Pray that prayer in the name of Jesus. Lift up strong prayers. That is low energy prayer. In the name of Jesus. Hear me. Hear me. I've seen a lot of innocent people destroyed by the powers that be. I've seen innocent people destroyed. I've seen a lot of innocent people ending their lives because they were framed, misrepresented. The enemy provoked. The enemy moved 
powerful people to destroy the innocent. But any move of anyone in the womb of time to hurt and to destroy anyone, anyone that concerns us, let that move be intercepted. Let that move be vanquished. Pray that prayer like never before. I want you to pray that prayer. Luke 22, Luke 22 and verse 3. Luke 22 and verse 3. Then enter Satan into Judas named Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. You see, every now and then, the enemy will access somebody. The enemy will engage somebody powerful than you. Somebody with an advantage to hurt you. But in the name of Jesus, we are not ignorant of his devices. Second Corinthians 2, 11. We are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. And whatever he has designed, devised, whoever he has accessed and entered into and deployed, to devise your head, your demise, today we intercept it. And today we vanquish it. Open your mouth, put on, intercept and vanquish it. chapter 7 verse 10. Listen, there are things in this life, oh, there are mysteries. I'm telling you, this life eh, is full of mysteries. If you look at what is going on between Israel and Hamas, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. I'm telling you. And unless you're a spiritual person, you will understand. You might end up even taking sides 
because you don't understand what is going on. But there's a reason for those things happening. There's a whole mystery behind that whole attack on the 7th of October. And what it's leading to is leading somewhere. It, this whole thing is leading somewhere. It just didn't happen. There's a mystery behind it. There was a man by the name of Mordecai. He saved the life of the king from an assassination plot. And he was to be rewarded for saving the life of the king. But he wasn't rewarded. He was forgotten. No one rem remembered him. Even though the king registered what he did to save his life, in the books of the chronicles, he was still not rewarded. Then came a man by the name of Hagar, Haman, Haman the Agagite. Haman did not save the life of the king. He didn't do anything to help the king. He came from a very interesting background, Amalek. When God told Saul to kill and wipe out Amalek, he spared the life of the king. And Haman the Agagite came from the king Saul didn't kill. And Haman, through demonic mysteries, he was into mysticism, mysticism. And he consulted the oracles of the enemy for 12 months, day after day for 12 solid months, to give him an advantage over the children of Israel. And he had the advantage. And even though he didn't work and labor for the good of the king, he had an advantage. And he decided to use the advantage he had to devise the demise of the children of Israel. Over 124 kingdoms spreading from Ethiopia to India through mysticism. Anyone that has an advantage over you by any programming, by any manipulation, by any weapon, by any advantage, by mysticism. Today, in the name of Jesus, let them be vanquished. Put your hands let them be vanquished. Let them be vanquished. Dumaka, Ekatunda Kasa, Seli Katulasa. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Anyone that have set a trap for us, anyone 
that have set a snare or an ambushment for you, your loved ones, from now to 31st December and beyond, in the womb of time, let it be intercepted. Let it be vanquished. Put your hands down, intercept, and let it be vanquished. what I'm doing eh? just do it because one of these days you will understand one of these days you will need it I don't just come and stand here and lead you into prayer I know what I'm doing I know what I've heard I know what I've seen there are people the enemy have set them up for sudden destruction on the 7th of October what happened in Israel is what we call a surprise attack a surprise attack. You are just there minding your own business and from nowhere the enemy comes at you and attacks you. Any surprise attack in the womb of time between now and December 31st and beyond, we intercept, we vanquish it. Put us your prayer that prayer. Pray that prayer. Surprise attack. Intercept. Vanquish it. We intercept, we vanquish it in the name of Jesus. We intercept, we vanquish it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We intercept, surprise attacks in the womb of time, in the womb of the enemy, in the name of Jesus. Let it be intercepted and vanquished in the name of Jesus. Hear me. Put, put back that scripture on the screen. Put it back on the screen. You see? Right. Look at it. For when they say peace. For when safety. they shall say peace and safety, uh -huh. then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Tell somebody, make no mistakes. There is, there is evil in this world. Yeah, there is evil in this world. Jesus said in John 17, he said, I pray not that you take them out of this world, but deliver them from the evil that is in this world. Then in the Lord's prayer, he said, pray. And this was what he said. He said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hear me. There is evil in this world. I've seen too much. So even if you don't understand me by your logic and your doctrine, just trust me this one time. I pray for deliverance from evil. I pray that the Lord will deliver you and your loved ones and everyone that concerns you between now and the end of this year, that the Lord will grant you deliverance from evil. Your children, deliverance from evil. Your business, deliverance from evil. Your health, deliverance from evil. I command your deliverance from evil. Put your hands together. Command deliverance. Command deliverance. Deliverance from evil. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. 
I command deliverances. Deliverance on every evil work. Deliverance on every evil. Home and abroad. Domestic and external. Deliverances. Put your hands together. Deliverances. Pray that prayer for a minute. Deliverance of evil. Now, give me, give me Hosea 7.1. It's a scripture I want us to end with. Hosea 7.1. Look at something. When I would have healed Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered. Hear me. Somebody say time sensitive. Say time sensitive attacks. I've dealt with so many people in life. Who should have been mega, far, right about now? And anytime they are close to something major and a breakthrough, something comes up and they lose it. It's taken from them. It goes to somebody else. Today, any mystery that the enemy is using as a result of your father's background and your mother's background, your bloodline, any mystery that the enemy is using as a technicality and a legality to deny you. Today, let it be vanquished. Let it be intercepted. Let it be vanquished. Put your hands down. Pray that prayer. I saw the 1,400 Israelis murdered, some burned. And then looking at the thousand of innocent people in Gaza dying, the mass destruction, children, innocent people displaced. Do you know that what is happening was already in the womb of time? Nobody saw it. 
Nobody did anything about it. And that is what we call sudden destruction. Any sudden destruction, any mass, any weapon of mass destruction, program in the womb of time where you are concerned, your family and your loved ones are concerned, where this nation is concerned, on the account of the blood of the covenant, by the blood of the covenant, by the blood of the covenant, we intercept, we abort it, we intercept, we abort, 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 put us to intercept and abort it. mistake. Hear me. Make no mistake. I am not some crazy man of God. Oh. I know a lot. There are things that I will never, I can't tell you. I can't utter it with my mouth. But I've seen evil. And I've seen wickedness. I've seen people plot wickedness and evil against innocent people. But let it backfire. Anyone that has meant evil for you, let it turn on them. Let it backfire. Domestic or external, home and abroad, household wickedness. Within our own walls, they are plotting evil. Listen to what the enemy said. Listen. And our adversaries said, uh -huh. they shall not know, uh -huh. neither see, yes. till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work to cease. Hear me? Anything going on in the shadows, Anything we have no idea of, anything we don't know that is going on, to take it by surprise, we intercept, we abort it, we terminate it, let it be vanquished. Put your hands together, open your mouth, abort it, intercept it, overthrow, let it be aborted, let it be vanquished, let it be vanquished among us. Domestic, external enemies, intercept them, arrest them, put your hands together, pray. Do Saddam, Dila to Saddam, Mela to Kadila Gasa, Inka Mama Kasuba di Saddam, Eka Tunda Kasia, Leda Kahasan, 
Ikalunda Kasadis, Luta Kahanda, Malanda Kahazun, Ekitu Kadila Kas, Selaka Fanda Kasudis, Ikadula Kasin, Leitu Kande Kasan, Sula Mahalasa, Zuma Lahalasa, Ila Kadamasa, Kulaya Katunda Kasan, Sipala Kadumba Kisan. Hey, Katunda Kasaya, Sika Lakasi, Dola Tikalanda. Now, give me, give me some 124 verse 7. You know, I was telling somebody something the other day. I said, sometimes eh, God uses different ways to deliver us. When Jesus was a baby and Herod planned to eliminate Jesus, the baby Jesus, the angel came and told the father, Joseph, take the baby child and run and keep him in Egypt. Hide the baby in Egypt. Now, hear me. This is the foolishness of some of us. Somebody could have said, the angel could have protected him. The angel could have shielded him. Yes, but the instruction was not angel protect him. Because that angel alone could have killed Herod and all those who wanted the life of the baby. But the instruction of the angel is, take the child and keep him in Egypt. I pray for divine escape for you. I said I pray for divine escapes. For our children. For our household. And for those who concerns us, let the snare be broken. And let there be divine escapes. Put your hands down. Break the snare. Command divine escapes. Divine escape. Let the baby escape. Let the child escape. Break the snare. Command the escape of the children. Of our children. Of the child. Let the snare be broken. Command divine Escape, 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 escape in the air, on land, on water, divine, escape, 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 put your hands together, break the snare, command divine escape, open your mouth, don't just listen, say something, this is your moment, break the snare, the snare of death, the snare of the grave, the snare of hell, the snare of assassination. Break the snare. Break the snare. Command your escape. The escape of your loved ones, your family. Let the snare break every snare of an evil disease attaching itself to any organ of our body. We break the snare. We intercept the snare. We command divine escape, 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 escape. Put your hands up. Command divine escape. declare by the blood of the covenant that I will not be a scapegoat that me and my house and this house 
will not be a scapegoat. Say, I will not be a victim, but a victor. I will not be a casualty, but a survivor. Say, I am a curse breaker. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I command every curse, known and unknown, in the shadows, working against me, be broken in the name of Jesus. Say, any curse, weapon, and programming of the enemy in the womb of time to separate my spirit from my body prematurely, in the name of Jesus, I intercept it, I vanquish it right now as I put my hands down. Intercept, vanquish. Sit down. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Any occasion, an advantage, the enemy is using against me. By any covenant, by any legal ground, by any altar of Satan, in my father's house, in my mother's house, and by any evil tree in my village, let the enemy be stripped, denied of that occasion and of that advantage he has over me and over my seed, prolonging, prolonging my deliverance and the deliverance of my seed. Any prolonged battle between me and the enemy, between this house and my business and the enemy, I intercept and I vanquish prolonged battles. I deny the enemy of any advantage and any occasion he has over me by a technicality, by a legality. I strip him, I deny him by the blood of the covenant as I put my hands together in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Lift it up. Say, I will not be disadvantaged. In the name of Jesus, I will not be disadvantaged. Say, I will not be denied of my portion in the land of the living. Say, I dispossess 
and I disinherit every strong man, every strong man on my case, on the case of them that concerns me. Say, let the strong man be dispossessed, disinherited right now in the name of Jesus. As I put my hands together, I dispossess, disinherit every strong man on my case and on the case of this house, on the case of my family, my children, my mandate, my ministry, let them be dispossessed, disinherited in the name of Jesus. salvation whom shall I be afraid say the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I fear say when my enemies and even my foe come up to eat up my flesh they stumble and they fall say let them stumble and fall that seek and desire my flesh right now home and abroad let them stumble and fall Put your hands together. Let them stumble and fall. That seek and desire our flesh. Lift it up. Lift it up. Pray that prayer right now. Let them stumble and fall. That seek and desire our flesh, our life, our livelihood. Let them stumble and fall. In the name of Jesus, let them stumble and fall. Now, hear me. This is, this is my fourth service, and my fifth service is five o'clock tonight, next jam. Anyone from the ages of 12, to 30, don't miss the next generation church at 5 p.m. at the Kairos Hall. Don't miss it because we are teaching principles that will equip you and empower you to become a better person in the years and days ahead and to come. So don't miss it. But I want you to pray right now that the Lord will revive me one more time. That he will strengthen my mortal body one more time. Will you pray that prayer for me? Right now, put your hands together, open your mouth, pray that prayer. Say, Lord, revive your servant. Quicken him. Strengthen him. One more time. One more time. Do it, Lord. Pray that prayer.
in 2 Timothy 4.18. I want you to pray for your papa with this scripture. That the Lord shall deliver me in my house, and this house, from every evil work. And preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. Will you pray that prayer? Command. Command deliverances for your father from every evil way. Pray that prayer. Command. Command deliverances from every evil way. Deliver your man servant. Deliver your anointed, O Lord, from every evil way. Preserve your man servant. Preserve this body. Preserve this life of man. In the name of Jesus, until that glorious day of your coming, preserve your man servant. I can't hear you. One minute, one minute. Pray strong. Command deliverances for Papa and family and household. Pray that prayer right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. I declare this week, you will possess your possession. This week, the Lord will remember you for good. This week, the Lord will give you double of everything you've lost. You will be the head and not the tail. You will be above and not beneath. You will recover all your lost grounds. I command your stolen goods to be returned. I command your fortunes to be restored. In the name of Jesus, I declare this week, every closed door shall be open unto you. I declare that iron gates shall be open unto you on their own accord. I declare that things you have struggled with in the past, this week, it will happen with ease. I declare you will not struggle anymore henceforth. I command divine turnarounds this week. I declare the lines will fall for you in pleasant places. I command a clean medical report. Clean medical report. We change your medical report. Command clean medical report. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare any sickness, any evil disease that has attached itself to your body, to any, to any organ of your body, is cursed. It's a curse. It's arrested. It withers right now. Put your hands together and say, wither. Say in the name of Jesus. Say, I vanquish any battle-weary spirit on my body be vanquished. Say, battle-weary spirit, take leave. Take leave. Be vanquished. Right now, as I put my hands take leave. Vanquish. Battle-weary spirit, take leave. Vanquish. In the name of Jesus, take leave. Vanquish. Battle-weary spirit, take leave. Vanquish. Name of Jesus. We know you are blessed by that word of God. 
and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books, and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one one one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today and may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.